are listening to Hypotheticals, an insane podcast based on Chuck Klosterman's game. Here are your hosts, Charles Wilkerson and Kelsey Hall. Are we going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you froze. <laughs> no, no, we're... <laughs> That would be be par for the evening, but no, I did not freeze. Let's let's get this show on the road. This is a game where, uh, you know, the answers to the questions aren't near as important as how we get there, and it's all about good conversation because small talk is for suckers. Yeah, it's like the journey. It's not the destination. It's the journey of these guys. Life, laugh, and love. Love, love, life, laugh. Yeah, love, love. So uh, if people want to get involved uh, outside of the headphones, if you want to actually talk to us like humans in some way, shape, or form, how can they do that? You can check us out on Instagram at hypotheticalpod. You can rate us on whatever platform you're listening. Five, yeah, star, five stars. The it's, the only rating. it's the only rating. Yeah. Five stars. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Charles. Please, please talk yeah, about we're also on the, We're on the Story Guys Network, and they have some fun uh, podcasts as well, like Rock and Roll Bedtimes, hosted and curated by our good moderator friend here, Brian. So give them a listen. <sighs> you hear all the, the crowd noise? That's awesome. Um, thank it's you for that point. I appreciate that, buddy. Okay, so uh, let's jump right in. The question, um, you know, if you send us questions, we, we will likely use them. But until then, we're using ones from Chuck Losterman's game. And this one is called Stereotypical Jesus. Is it based off the song? <laughs> I got my own Stereotypical Jesus. <laughs> that was the original title when Depeche Mode put that together. And then they were like, wait, we need something that isn't quite so many syllables. Uh, all right. You die from natural causes. You ascend toward a warm white light and you immediately realize that you've entered the afterlife. And, much to your surprise, it is exactly like the cliched kindergarten version of Christian heaven. The ground is covered by a white cloud-like fog. Angels fly around you and play the harp. You're wearing a comfortable white robe, and everyone there is aimlessly walking around, smiling broadly, perfectly content. This, it seems, is how you will spend eternity. Upon your arrival, you're greeted by Jesus, and he looks exactly like the stereotypical depiction of Jesus. White beard, the whole nine. Welcome to heaven, he says. I think you will like it here, and I look forward to loving you unconditionally for the duration of time. But I also realize that heaven isn't necessarily everyone's bag, so I always give newcomers a chance to go to the other place, if that's what they would prefer. Uh, are you talking about hell? You say in response. Oh, no, says Jesus. Not hell. Certainly not hell. I would never send you to hell. That's ridiculous. But you can go somewhere that isn't here. It's another viable post-life option. About 18% of our potential residents go in that direction. Uh, what's the other place like, you ask? Oh, I can't tell you, says Jesus. But if you do elect to go there, you can never come back here. Okay? And you only have 20 minutes to decide. Uh, why only 20 minutes, you ask? Because I'm Jesus, says Jesus. What do you do? You own stereotypical I don't know why I can't come back. Because he's Jesus. That was... He says, uh, you can't come back, you have 20 minutes to decide. And he says, why only 20? Oh. And he says, because I'm Jesus. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, I know my answer. Out the gate? You don't need to do any excavation on this? We only have 20 minutes, apparently. There have been times 
in this show particularly where we go through it and I do change my mind, but I have my initial answer ready to go because I know myself. Well, okay. So before we get there, go ahead and write that down, put it in an envelope, set it to the side, and we'll come back to that portion of the show. In in the short term, what I would like to do is ask you a little bit about a line here that says, it is exactly like the cliched kindergarten version of Christian heaven. So I would like to know your relationship. We'll start with you, Kelsey, with this supposed kindergarten version of heaven. Do you do you remember what you thought about when you thought about heaven as a kid? Yes. Okay, I'll elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what? basically what the card described. So, so clouds, you were in the sky, harps, angels, yeah. that whole thing. Harps, gate, Jesus, there, there's wings. A, there's a big fixation when you're a kid on the whole gate, right? Like Heaven's Gate. I mean, there was even a cult named that, right? Um, the idea that there is a entry into heaven, which I find kind of compelling. And, and how, where did you fall on the whole St. Peter thing? Did you think St. Peter was at the front gate? Like, like some kind of weird robed bouncer? No... So actually the maybe the gate wasn't a big part of like the kindergarten vision for me. It was probably more the light. Light tell me about this. What do you mean the light? Like, you know, you go towards the bright white light. Oh, okay. That's not Warm. something that was attached to my heaven. Warm, bright light. Yeah, like that's that's probably more so like the entry association that I have rather than the gate. Like, I mean, yeah, I, there's a gate, but it, it didn't really matter. I definitely never thought about showing up like at night when it, when it was raining. You know, it's like, what do you think it'll be like when you show up to heaven? It's like, I bet there will be storm clouds and we'll be like in galoshes. Like, no, I never thought that. But I didn't really necessarily think about light. Charles, I want to know what your childhood thoughts about heaven were. So, right off the bat, um, I love the movie Hercules by Disney. It was great. <laughs> by Disney? So you I know always, that, what, that guy? Disney? Walt Disney? Yeah. So I always thought God looked like Zeus. Like, I always... Yeah. And, like, I kind of based my heaven around that. So puffy white clouds. Like, if you just want to lean back and fall down, like a little cloud chair will come up and support your tuchus. Would um, you look like Hercules? No, because if, well, you know what? It's my heaven. Yeah, I'm going to look like Hercules. I don't currently look like Hercules, so I'm going to take some uh, creative arts. Strong choice. Strong choice. I I do have to ask you, was there Michael Bolton music in your heaven since that was a big part of the Hercules soundtrack? Uh, no, just more, just more like gentle strings. I choose to believe now it's a pop punk covers, but orchestrated or like like emos with a string section. Yeah. Or no, no, no. It's just like, uh, like string quartet or vitamin string quartet. They're just playing (laughs) pop punk covers and you're like, you think you know what this is? And then you're like, is this, is this dear Maria? It's, it's great irony. It's great great irony Uh, that we all thought vitamin string quartet was like the bargain basement bin bull crap you bought at Walmart. And it turns out that they basically just did that to fund like a Coke habit because really they were getting that heaven money. They were getting piped into the clouds uh, upstairs. There you go. That's what it was. So Um, let me ask you this. Go ahead. Where did you fall in the streets of gold conversation? This, This isn't covered in the card, but I'm interested because I think typically that comes up. Was that part of your heaven, Kelsey? Streets of gold? 
No, it was that more just like clouds. the Wizard of Oz. So, I mean, there's definitely biblical references to streets made of gold, right? Um, but you're yeah. you're you're right. It does sound a, suspiciously close to Yellow Brick Road. So uh, maybe there is a little crossover into uh, Frank Baum territory. Uh, so, Charles, you're saying no no streets of gold in your heaven, just clouds? No, no, just all clouds. I assume people fly in heaven because I've always was told, yeah, you get to fly around like angels. And I was like, first off, dope. Second off, um, there's no need to have roads if you're flying. It's like the Jetsons, another okay. dated reference. Okay. No, I mean, I'm, I'm with that. Aren't Do- we like in the year where the Jetsons is supposed to be like reality? Good question. Maybe that seems like one of those things some really crappy internet site posts on Twitter and gets a lot of traction with every couple of years, yeah. like the like the Back to the Future Two thing. As a kid, I feel like they told us like by this time we would have, um, you know, like robot. Well, I guess we kind of do have robot assistants, but not like they envisioned in like flying cars. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the ability to like take a shot and live forever. Uh, according More to a quick dots and corn dogs, okay, that's fair. But according to a quick Google query, the Jetsons takes place a hundred years in the future, in from nineteen sixty two to two thousand sixty two. So they better get on it. Yeah, we we got a lot to go. Got a little bit of time. Got a little bit of time to figure some of that out. Okay, so a few more questions about your heaven. Um, mm. Did you ever have any concept of what you'd be doing in heaven? I mean, I know you've mentioned floating around on clouds, but I remember there being a certain point in my childhood where I was like, kind of sounds boring, Mom. Uh, what what did you think you would do once you got up there? So they don't really talk. I, I, uh... Oh, you go and go. No, I was going to say, they really don't talk about what you're going to do in heaven. It's just up to the imagination. So I remember asking as a kid, like, what do you eat? Or like, where does the food come from kind of thing? Sure. Good question. They're like, oh, you don't, you don't need to eat because it's just your soul. Like you don't have. Which is the wrong answer for a five-year-old, right? Because it sounds terrible. (laughs) And I was just always so confused. I'm like, so what do you do? Correct answer is pancakes. That's what you eat in heaven all day, every day. Pancakes. Are you a pancake household? Not a waffle household? Um, pancakes for ease of use. We definitely have a waffle iron, and I don't have any problems with waffles. But pancakes is are you know, it's just it's easier. You have less easier, to, less to clean. It's way easier to clean up too. Charles, do you own a waffle maker? I own a waffle iron, not a maker, but yes. <laughs> but he's, we we just discovered that Charles is as snobby about his waffles as he is about his bourbon. He's like actually well, he's just snobby about the way you talk about it. It's over, um, but I still yeah. call it a waffle maker. I got one from the 1960s. It's a sunbeam. It's seasoned perfectly on the waffle grates. So oh, good as God. long as you uh, put a little Crisco or canola oil spray on it, the waffles. Don't. Are you one of these jackasses that has the seasoned pan too, where you've like not washed it for many, many years? Are you talking cast iron? Yeah. Unsanitary. Yeah. I have two cast irons. Oh, you clean them. You just don't wash them with soap. Now I know what you're thinking, guys. Oh, Immediately. Clean red flags that's not true you clean them with water and salt and then you heat them up and then you heat them up really hot and that kills everything i feel like people who who worry about this sort of thing have a lot of extra time like you know maybe you just buy a pan me a carrot cake 
Oh, the gauntlet has been thrown. Gosh. All right, let's get back to heaven and not dunking on Charles. <laughs> because this is my personal hell. There will be carrot cake and French toast in heaven delivered from Charles. 1960s waffles, apparently. <laughs> It'll just be a real party. <laughs> oh. Okay, so one more question about heaven. Here's Here was something I was always curious about as a kid. And maybe it was just because, I mean, I don't know why I was thinking about this as a kid. But will you be married in heaven? Do you think that there are husbands and wives, and are they your earthly husbands and wives? My wife is probably going to get upset, but I only took vows here on Earth. So when I'm in heaven, it's fair game, guys. And I'm going to be real. She's in a perfect. She's in way better health than me. I'll probably die first. I don't know if I can wait that long. I love companionship. I need to be with someone. But my vows are only here technically on Earth. So I'm not committing any kind of of adultery but yeah i believe there's some sort of like heavenly wife like you can have a work wife you can have a wife in heaven kelsey where do you stand on this are you going to be someone's heaven wife and earth wife same person or different people well based on last week i'm still no one's work wife Um, (laughs) still strong anti-work wife stance i'm gonna say no i would have to you know take that first step here on earth to qualify okay but will you I be someone's really... heaven side piece? What? Oh, a side piece? No, 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 no. <laughs> so, but I do have a really hard time with this question because, like, especially like the kindergarten view is like, oh, mom and dad will be there, grandma and grandpa will be there. Right, right, right. Or, you know, today's world, like, maybe it's mom and mom, like, dad and dad, whatever. That's cool too. Um, same concept. But then, my dad died and my mom got remarried yeah so when when my mom goes to heaven assuming that she gets there i hope she does you know who who do you go who who are you there with you you obviously can't be there alone and then i've had a lot of time to think about this as an only child over the years imagine Imagine how many, like, obviously, heaven is not a real place with, like, physical constraints. Imagine how many people are there. How hard is it going to be to find people that you know? Yeah. There's probably an app. So the, the There's answer. probably not, Charles, because if they don't even have food, you can't take a <laughs> cell phone. Oh, they probably have decent cell phone service. The, the, Not like Sprint or Steve something. Jobs hasn't been up there long enough. So if we're, if we're thinking about this from a five-year-old's perspective, if, they, if we're keeping that theme in the question right, it's five-year-old seven. So yeah. this is the thing where you get into all of these these spiritual quasi spiritual things that parents tell children about well you know you'll just know and it's a perfect place and you'll be reunited and when you start to ask these questions it's enough to make me think it's just all bunk like i'm like well okay this just is uh, is ultimate backpedaling like we're just we honestly and then the other the other answer that you give like a church is like well we if we knew we'd be god now wouldn't we and that's the <laughs> ultimate cop out so i i refuse yeah, to accept I'm that i'm super rel- religious and it it is like it's an exciting like terrifying comforting hodgepodge of feelings when you like really sit down and think about what it will be like 
Yeah, totally. So let's get into the meat of this question then. All right. You, that more elementary idea of heaven, to your surprise, turns out to be what it is. You've passed on. All of a sudden, in whatever spiritual form that you are in, you are in that place. And you have an opportunity to stay there and probably ask Jesus all these questions because he seems pretty accommodating in this hypothetical. Only 20 minutes. Except for that part. (laughs) He seems like he has a little bit of a streak in him where he's a little ornery. Um, And and so you could probably ask him questions over those 20 minutes. um, But... The option is go somewhere else besides heaven. You don't know anything about it. You know it's not hell. Or you can stay in this elementary school version of heaven. So, Well, it, it could be hell. Jesus goes, well, I don't send anyone to hell. But if I'm choosing to go to the other place, that's a like back way of saying, I'll send you to hell. But you requested it? I mean, this, this question is like the ultimate 1960s game show question, right? It's like, do you take what's behind door one, or do you try for door two? Do you take the known, or do you try yeah, for the It's about unknown? risk. Yeah, it's, it's about risk. And how do you... So let's stop here for a second and talk about how we feel about risk. Kelsey, do you consider yourself no, no. a risky person? Nope. What do you attribute that to? Um, I'm an only child, and I wasn't allowed to do a lot very sheltered so when know, jamie if you're listening very, to this, I love you when you got the freedom to do things you yeah. you were pretty restrained or you went wild no restrained i i think that i am it's probably more that i'm afraid of the consequences so if if i evaluated and the consequence isn't worth it which nine times out of ten for me it's not um, then I'm not going to risk it. Okay. I'm a play it safe kind of girl. Charles, how do you feel about risk? Not the board game. Oh, I hate the board game. I'm <laughs> glad we didn't go that route. Um, I, I'm, I would take risks mainly because like I took a risk on my current career. I took a risk at being in a band. I'm taking a lot of these risks just because it's one of those it's like i don't know when the next option is going to be um like i may have a sure thing but it's also like you always think the grass is going to be greener and sometimes it's not but sometimes the grass is greener and you don't know until you put yourself out there and do it just like like this podcast we have no idea if it's going to blow up or if we're going to have three listeners just us but it's one of those like you don't know until you try and you know we kind of talked about it earlier it's not the destination it's the journey i'm fine with you know taking that risk if i have something i can learn from it okay or okay. i, I yeah. get i get your it your, sounds like a motivational book yeah i get the monologue on risk this is fantastic congratulations <laughs> we'll send money to your charity what i really want to know though is now the the stakes have been taken out of this world and into the next they're eternal stakes so this risk you're taking you cannot go back oh i'm aware i would I mean, if we're going to answer the question, I would totally go to the other place. Interesting. To to me, heaven, that current heaven seems really boring. The 18% of people who go to the other one, it's an exclusive club. We'll have more fun. So, Kelsey, let's go ahead and get your your response. You've you've had it sealed in the envelope for the entirety of this episode so far. Give me a second. I wish I had a piece of paper to crinkle. 
Um, I would stay. You would stay. Especially if I only had 20 minutes to decide. If you gave me 20 days, maybe it might be different. Probably not, but maybe. But I guarantee you I will not take a risk in 20 minutes. Well, let me let me press on this then. There are no restrictions in this hypothetical on what you can do in those 20 minutes. Now, it doesn't mean all your questions are going to get answered or that anyone's going to answer any of your questions. So asking a bunch of questions may not be the route here. But is there something you would do within the 20 minutes to, to vet this out a little more? Kelsey, start with you. If you think I'm going to stay, I, there's no way I can make the decision in 20 minutes, but maybe I could at least do this. How would you spend those 20 minutes? Um, probably looking for someone I know. Charles, would you take the what 20 minutes to decide? <laughs> would you take the 20 minutes to decide, Charles, or would you just jump ahead and say, Oh, no, I would, I would vet it out. I'd at least try it out. I'd, uh, uh, I'd scope it out. I'd see what my flight pattern is. Like, how fast could you go? How squishy are the clouds? But yeah, like, I, I guess I could look around for someone, but my other question is what happens if they, the person I'm looking for went to the other cool place. I'm, I'm dubbing it the cool place, by the way, that's what I'm calling it. Okay. But yeah. Okay. I mean, I, you know, one thing that comes to mind is it's like, can, can I get the, um, access to the computer and see if a few people that I know that I'd like to see, uh, can I see if they made it? Can I see if they're here? <laughs> can I get just a couple of, just a couple of them? I don't need to vet the whole thing. I don't need to see the whole list. But can I put a couple names in the database and see if they they showed up? Heaven Book, the yeah, cooler version of Facebook. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Halo Book. It's actually Ooh, it's official title. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess that's a a smart way of like trying to look at a database and see where people are. So let me ask you this. What do you think it says about each of you individually? And then you two as a pair of friends that you have complete opposite answers to this question. It makes us a balanced, uh, friendship. The yin and yang of our friendship. Yes, thank you. That's what I was looking You're welcome. for. Yeah, Absolutely. like, I mean, you can, I like, for me, like, I just like taking that risk. Like, you don't know until you know. Like, I, if it sucks, like, yeah, that's a decision I'll live with, but I can make the best out of it. I usually make the best out of bad situations anyway, or at least I tell myself that. But definitely, I knew Kelsey was going to pick the uh, stay in heaven. Okay, so that's my that's my next question is, did you anticipate this response from the other person? Charles says that he did anticipate it from you, Kelsey. Kelsey, did you think that he would, would say that he would go I to the next place? I would hope he would anticipate it from me because even like when I quit my job that I was so ready to quit, like it was still hard for me to do because I don't like taking risks and I don't like change. Um even when I know that it's best and even when I know that the grass is going to be greener. It's just like who I am. Um, yeah, I probably would have picked that for Charles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Brian? Um, you know, this is a real interesting one. I would, I would want to see the database probably. Um, but if I couldn't see the database, 
and if you know it, it seems pretty risky and i i'm i am i can be fairly spontaneous and i like to try things and i like experiences but knowing the stakes of this i have to say that my gut would probably be to stay because even if you don't know someone who's there currently chances are someone will come along that you do know well and then you think you about grab them and be like hey stay here with me well and here's the other thing right if, if there is bounce on clouds i mean my somebody who is a professional clergyman would tell you that philosophically in heaven you're not going to know anybody anyway right I'm sh- there's a lot of argument around that so setting that aside and treating it like we would if we were kids in kindergarten and this heaven is the heaven we would imagine then then we definitely would know people right and so it would be an extension of earth because of that so yes you would i i would in this theoretical universe be thinking okay if i'm the first one here of my friends and my family and you know my wife and my kids and all that then what do i think they'll do if they get this same question because really i'd want to be with them that's that's sweet now you got to have that conversation with them be like hey guys if you get asked when you go (laughs) to the pearly gates if there's a second heaven just say the first heaven yeah it's like a family meeting spot (laughs) Do, do, do you ever do that charles do you ever roll over to emily and say like okay if we end up in the same dream tonight look for me by the purple rock no, no. Uh, try it see uh, what happens. unfortunately we don't uh dream inception one another but maybe we should more often <laughs> okay so here's where i want to end i think we learned i think we learned some some heavy things about you know the two of you and uh, i appreciate you being honest and i appreciate you being so vulnerable kelsey i mean you you divulge some things uh ab- about how you feel about things and about your family history so thank you for that um i feel a little closer to both of you um i appreciate you guys uh, a whole lot and um um, let's look at uh, point totals. Um, let's see here. I, you know, I realize that we've been doing these splits, um, so I'm not going to do a split this time. I, I feel Ooh. like all the points, all four and a half points, go to uh, go to Kelsey today. I, Kelsey, I, I want to yes reward your vulnerability with us and um, you know being pretty real about some stuff. So four points to Kelsey. That's fair. You deserve it. And if people want to get involved you. again, tell us what's the Instagram. You can check us out on Instagram at hypothetical pod. There it is. Yeah, connect with us. Slide into our DMs. Um, interact with us. Make one of those in- Instagram reels that's not a TikTok. Do that thing. Yeah, they're really funny. Do that. So. And then what do we do uh, until we meet again, friends? Keep telling, Keep telling stories. stories. Oh, you almost got it that time. Thank you.